Afternoon football was weird, but kind of fun. I don't know. What'd you think? I fully embraced it. Um, I ate a little too much during the first half, and then I laid down and took like half. Sorry, you cut out. You're cutting out there a little bit. What, what did you say there? You cut. You ate too much. You laid down for a nap, and you missed the second half. Uh, I, I woke up with like. Ah, okay. It was weird. I slept for I slept for like fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, but it was you, nice. It felt like Sunday. You know, I didn't like the fact that I had to work. Um, that I I only had to have it on my iPad as I was trying to do calls and all the other stuff I do. But um, you know, it was kind of checking on a DraftKings lineup that uh, didn't do very well. So how'd you end up? <laughs> how'd you end up making out? Did you end up cashing? No, I uh, all three the the. Hollywood Brown touchdown at the end. Yeah, I faded him completely. That Same. that killed me in all three of my lineups. So I I uh, I was cashing in one that dropped me back like three spots. It took me out of the money. Hmm. And then one of them out of twelve hundred people, I came in one thousand one hundred and fifty eighth. So wow, really bad. That not, was my RG not great lineup. Yeah, that one didn't work out for you. All right, well we're gonna try our new format. So let's just get right into it. We're in four-down territory. On first down, this was COVID week 3.0, right? There's been a couple of big fantasy weeks where there's been major implications around COVID. I think it was week four. You had Tennessee and Buffalo. That game was kind of the first rendition of will this game be played, won't it? Then you had Cam Newton and a couple other big stars finally go down to the uh, to the coronavirus. But this week was different. You had the Denver game with no quarterbacks. You had the Baltimore Pittsburgh game that uh, would just uh, that that would just not stop getting pushed back. Now here we are with two weeks to go in the fantasy season. Managers are in a pretty tough spot uh, with COVID and all the outbreaks. So the question for you, Jake, is twofold. Can you see that getting any worse in this week, or was is this about as bad as we can expect it? And two, as a fantasy manager, what in the world do you do, if anything? Well, the only worst thing that can happen after this week, right, is, is just a complete postponement of a game. Yep. Um, which... The NFL has made very, very clear they will mountains. They will go above and beyond <laughs> to ensure that that does not happen. We played this game six days after its scheduled uh, kickoff. Um, fortunately, it worked out that it was a Thursday game. We could push it all the way to Wednesday, and now the next week's games for those two teams are pushed back a little bit mm-hmm. as well. So, um, yeah. It's worse than this it's just going to be a postponement which is going to be a complete freaking nightmare because yep. we're so close to fantasy playoffs we're so close to to real nfl playoffs too if we have to postpone a week um that then you know pushes everything back pushes off the start of the playoffs back it's going to push the super bowl back at least one week um so i i hope it doesn't get worse i don't think that's going to happen i think they're they're really going to try to make sure everything stays on track um and I think probably, you know, big picture for them. We're we're super close to you know, the first round of these vaccines are supposed to roll out in like 
Well, the UK is getting days. it um, by the end of this week. Their first vaccines are going to happen yeah. by the end of this week. I was thinking of a couple things. Number yeah. one is the playoff implications of a canceled game. I was just thinking, mm-hmm. okay, Tennessee's already been involved in this, so hopefully they've kind of learned their lesson. But what if it was who I would say right now the number one player heading into the fantasy playoffs is going to be Derrick Henry, right? He would, he's the most feared player in fantasy. You just don't want to see that guy. Maybe Tyreek Hill, but what if he's out? I mean, your, Tyler's team is just done. My team is just done. There's no chance in hell you have at winning, losing the number one player, right? Um a couple other things I thought about was, and I, I posed this to you, and I'm going to put it out to the uh, to the group. I'm just going to speak it into existence because I have a feeling it might happen. What if you wanted to swap a player? So let's say, for instance, you said, hey, you know, if Deontay Johnson doesn't play, I want you to put in Nelson Aguilar. And Nelson Aguilar's only play that day was a rush for a fumble. This is a bad example, but let's just, or maybe it was Derek Carr and you had Big Ben, right? And Derek Carr, who had a basically a, a negative point day, so then Big Ben's game is canceled, so I have to put in Derek Carr for you. You win by half a point, but Derek Carr scored a negative two, and you end up losing the game. How awful would that be? And that and that swings the championship. I mean, I don't think it's going to get that bad. but um, And then the other thing I had, I was thinking about too, is, you know, what if you had a situation where you said, okay, I want you to play, uh, I, I'm going to play um, this player if i'm gonna start benny snell but if benny snell doesn't play i'm gonna put in david johnson but then between that time you know let's say you leave benny snell starting and you keep david johnson on the bench right and benny snell that game still plays but something yeah it's like a last minute scratch or he ends up getting COVID. you're just completely screwed like this is this is a mess there's no, there's, there's definitely no perfect way to do this, and especially from a fantasy standpoint. I mean, I, I guess, I guess from an NFL standpoint too, and it's yeah. worse for them because their roster is 53 people as opposed yeah. to like I don't know what ours is, 17, 18. Um, so I would say for sure, I'm still seeing some teams that like have bench spots open. Just yeah, put I'd people just... on your bench. Just, just get healthy humans into your, into your roster. Because then you have options, and that's what you have to yeah. have this year. You just have to have flexibility because we're not going to know. And if if week sixteen rolls around, our championship week rolls around, and positive tests start popping up for you know, think about player people that have two players on on the same team too. Positive start popping up for that team, right. and a bunch of people might be out. Like you just need options. You just yep. got to have you got to have a defense right now. Second down. God, I hope none of that happens. Will Fuller was suspended by the NFL for six games for violating the league's performance-enhancing drug substance policy. Out of the rest, uh, he's, he'll be out the rest of the 2020 season. Jake, Will Fuller was easily a top 10 wide receiver, and I think, in fact, he's going to end up being a top five after this week. This is a huge blow for fantasy rosters, a huge blow for the Texans, uh, which is where I want to start. So before we get into analysis on the two teams that have uh, Will Fuller, uh, let's talk about the Texans and let's start with Deshaun Watson. Do you think that he holds his value as a top 10 QB with top five upside or no? Uh, yeah, 
This is really tough, man. Quick note on Will Fuller. He was an absolute monster this season. Yeah. Super, super consistent, too. He only had one game, let me see, one game where he had scored less than 12.5 points this season. And it wasn't even a complete dud. It was 8.8 eight, eight points. So he was an absolute monster. He was wide receiver 8 before mm-hmm. this, like you said, probably top 5 after this blow-up week. I can't imagine Deshaun Watson um, holds – as much value. Um, Brandon Cooks is not a wide receiver one. We know that. He's bounced around from team to team. He's a really nice accent piece, but he's not a wide receiver one. And then I don't even know really who they have behind that because they just released Kenny Stills. They let him walk midseason. Mm-hmm. Duke Johnson, David Johnson can both catch passes, but Deshaun Watson doesn't really throw to the running backs. They've had, what, Jordan Akins and... Uh, Devon Mills, I, I just can't imagine this yep. value gets replaced by any of the guys yeah. that he's got. And it's he's, he's been a touchdown machine, too. So that's, yeah. it, I think it just hurts him a lot. Yeah. Maybe he starts running more and he makes up for it that way, mm-hmm. but not good. My first reaction was, well, that might – I hate to be <laughs> – it was kind of a joke, but it's kind of true, too. It's like, that might be why he was doing so good this year. So we'll, we'll see next mm-hmm. year. There's some definitely going to be some caution, and these are unrestricted free agents, so who knows where he's even going to end up. He might end up going to Green Bay and be able to carry enough value there. Um, I don't think that Deshaun Watson stays at, as a top 10. I think this is a clear hit to anybody who rosters him right now. He just – it's so – it was already – he clearly wasn't – I mean, you look at Deshaun's numbers. They've been really good, don't get me wrong, but they weren't as good as they were with a Hopkins or something. There's just, you know, there was already something missing, yeah. and now there's really something missing. And to your point, uh, I think I, I probably have these names wrong, but it's, I think it goes after Brandon Cooks, who, you know, he clearly gets a boost, but, you know, he's, he's not enough to carry Deshaun Watson. Shoot. I think it's an Isaiah Coulter, who is a rookie or something, and then Kiki Cutie, who... Um, hasn't done very much on the season. So for as far as Duke Johnson, I think he obviously gets a little bit of a bump, but there's just not going to be very many options. So the defenses are going to be able to key in a little bit more. Um, as for the teams that this impacts, um, it's my team in Bro and Eric in fourth, two teams kind of on the on the outside looking in here. Well, not, I guess in Bro I'm sitting a little bit more comfortably, but Eric on the other on the other, on the other side is uh, kind of on the outside looking in here. So give us your thoughts here on how this impacts both teams. Yeah, like you said, I think it's obviously more impactful for your team, unfortunately. Eric, we love you. But uh, you, after this week, will be sitting as the number one seed in uh, in Bro League. Uh, this leaves you with Calvin Ridley, uh, Michael Pittman Jr. That can't be your only wide receivers, is it? It might be, yeah. Calvin Ridley... Did I have Calvin Jaylen? Ridley and Michael Pittman. Maybe Jay. Maybe Jay. Holy Ridley. cow, Kyle! That's rough. yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> oh my goodness, you have so many running backs. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's gonna hurt, man. Um, he has been a legit wide receiver one, and just consistency is key with him. Where you could just plug him in, you don't have to think about it at all because you know he's gonna get you at least fifteen points, probably more. Yep, that hurts a lot. For your team, you'll have to uh, work some waiver wire magic, since uh, since there's no more uh, no more trades. But uh, we're going to talk about a dude who's going to help you out a lot. Yeah, we'll get to next. him in here in just a moment. Second. Let's get into our third down. Uh, when asked about Dalvin Cook earlier this week, Kubiak said 
Gary Kubiak, I believe he's the offensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings. He said he's just beat up. Dalvin Cook on the season is averaging 29 touches a game in games that he's played. He's easily a top five most valuable player, probably top three candidate for MVP in 2020. What are your thoughts on Dalvin Cook? Uh, Before we get into the fantasy managers analysis, just general thoughts on Dalvin Cook. Yeah, it, it doesn't surprise me that he's beat up. I'm trying to do the math here real quick. Sixty he's I mean, he's got like a hundred and thirty something carries over the last five weeks. Um, so he's averaging around thirty thirty a game. Um and just tons and tons of usage. It's just been wild. Um and he looks like, you know, there's been a couple times in the last few weeks where he goes down and it looks like a freaking season-ending injury and it happened again this weekend where he goes down and he's, he's getting helped off the field. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, my God, that's, that's an ACL. That's an Achilles. That's something. That's something right. major. He's out. He's done. And then 10 plays later, he takes a drive yeah. off, and you look up, and he's back in there. And, I mean, he's a freaking warrior for sure. But yep. at a certain point, they're going to have to consider not destroying one of their best assets in a season where they're they're clearly not really going anywhere. I can't remember if this point was made on another podcast or if I just thought it. I don't I can't remember so apologies if I'm stealing this, but he's sort of running back Julio Jones, where Julio Jones goes down three or four times a game, ends up on the sidelines, yeah. you're like, well there goes my wide receiver one, and the next thing you know, he's catching a sixty yard bomb to get tackled inside the mm-hmm. five. Um you know, I, I think that the issue with him is if he is going to slow down at the end of the season, I, I, I think this is going to be a good segue into the fantasy teams that have him. I don't know if you can confidently – I mean, you have to start him because there's no sitting Dalvin Cook, but I just don't know if I'm as scared of him as I would have been two or three weeks ago. Now, the teams that have him are Israel in fourth, a very strong team. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll touch on him in just a moment, even more Israel's team. But then Anthony Rodriguez and Bro, and with Anthony kind of on the outside looking in there, um, I mean, this is not what you want. So what are your thoughts on the two teams that have Dalvin Cook? Yeah, I think it, I think it hurts Anthony a lot more than it hurts Israel because I think Israel is pretty sure to make the playoffs now. Yep. Um, like I said, we'll, we'll talk playoffs a little bit later down the road here. Um, but yeah, just like you said, I mean, if, if I'm going up against this lineup now, you know, three weeks ago, that first week back after, after their bye, after he, he'd missed a week with injury and then he came off of the, the bye week and then he comes back and he had like three or four touchdowns. He had like 35 points, something like that. Yep. And, um, what was it? Yeah. Huge week, 50 points, excuse me. And then followed it up with a 41 oh, point you. week. Mm-hmm. Um, if you start playoffs the next week and you see that dude, you're like riding your team up. You're like, okay, well, yep, I, I get done. the seventh, the number seven draft pick next season. I'm going to start mock drafting today. Like, let's do this. Next year begins now. Um, now it's like, oof, man. I hope he doesn't go off, but it's it's kind of okay. It's also, one of those things too. Um, you might just end up seeing him walk to the sidelines and not walk back on you just don't have to worry about that with like i mean it could happen with any player but you just don't see it happen often with a guy like derrick henry or i mean camara's got his own problems which we'll tuck on uh, touch on in the extra points but um yeah all right let's get into our fourth down here playoffs are two weeks away we've kind of hinted at it and things are pretty pretty much uh started to really fall in place kind of at the top but that third and fourth seed uh things have gotten really tight so in bro league 
there's seven teams that have a legitimate shot at making playoffs, I would say. Um, I think there's four teams fighting for one spot. And then in fourth, it's kind of the same. It's, it's more six teams, maybe seven if, you, if you're if um, you kind of uh, liberal with your uh, mathematical, non-eliminated people. But more realistic, it's three teams fighting for one spot. Um, coming into week 13, there's two matchups in each league. Well, uh, there's there's two matchups in fourth, one in bro that we wanted to highlight real quickly here uh, before we get into our extra points. So in bro, you have Anthony Garcia. He's taking on Henry. I think both these teams, correct me if I'm wrong, but are sitting at six and six. They're right on the outside looking in. Neither are actually in the top four yet, I don't think, or maybe they will be, but I'm pretty sure whoever wins this game is going to end up being in the playoffs. Um Maybe not immediately, but both of these teams are kind of on fire. So whoever wins this. Uh, so let's start there with you, Jake. What do, what do you think is key for both of these teams heading into week 13? Is there a player that, you know, you got to keep your, is there one matchup that each, that they're, that they're going to have this week? What do you think? Uh, whatever they've been doing, just keep doing. Um, <laughs> trying to look at the winning streaks here. So... Henry is going to be on a four-game win streak. Anthony Garcia is going to be on a two-game win streak. Henry has been the best team in this league all season long. We yep. keep talking about it. He's just had really, really bad luck. So don't change anything and, you know, pray that the fantasy gods smile upon you. You know, it's going to be interesting really in this matchup uh, as, as Garcia has the rookie stud Justin Herbert going against New England, and we just saw what New England was able to do to Kyler Murray, a second-year QB, but albeit a very young one. Now you've got an even younger QB. But on the other side of that, you have Justin Herbert's pass catcher. You have Keenan Allen. Um, And so do if if, uh, Bill Belichick basically says, okay, I think your best weapon is Keenan Allen. I'm shutting him down. Herbert, you have to find basically anybody else to get open. I don't know. I, to me, that's what I would identify as. I know Anthony Garcia, he still has DJ Moore, so we'll have to, uh, I believe he's actually going to be on a bye this next week, so um, he'll be missing. But these are two very strong rosters. It's really going to come down to a week like yeah. you know Tyreek Hill had last week. I know you got your dose of that, but uh, not to throw salt in your wounds, but you know what any any it's any given um, any given Sunday or Wednesday. Uh, let's get into fourth and one and fourth and one side. Um, <laughs> It's Todd and I. Uh, we're basically fighting for that last spot, and we're going to, I think, be coming in each at 6-6. Six and six. Uh, And we both have tough matchups. Uh, I face you this week. I think you'll be the number one scoring team. If not, you're for sure the number one record. And then Todd has Tyler, who has fallen off a little bit just compared to where he started at the beginning of the season, but has really uh, been solid and consistent. What's your outlook on me and Todd, and what's the probability you're giving uh, either of us? So I'm looking at uh, Todd and Tyler's matchup here right now. Mm-hmm. Um, projected totals, which we always talk shit about the, yeah. the projected totals, uh, have Tyler ahead by quite a bit. But this is also uh, Antonio Brown and DJ Moore still in Todd's lineup. Realize, yeah. So he's got to make some moves here and put, put people where they need to be. It's going to be a close one. Uh, Derek Henry gets Cleveland. That's probably his toughest matchup for the rest of the season. Um no, that's who he just played, right? Nope. Derrick Henry does play no, no. A Cleveland yeah, this week. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's probably his tougher matchup for for the for the rest of the season, I think. So if Todd's going to get any luck here in this matchup and pull one out and, and maybe sneak into that fourth seed, uh, I think that's, that's where it's going to happen. Um, on his side, David Montgomery's been super solid. 
uh, believe it or not. Yep. And he gets Detroit, which is just a beautiful matchup for running backs. Um, and then, yeah, looking at our matchup here, you get Miles Sanders against Green Bay. That that uh, Philly offense has been just atrocious. But Miles Sanders getting Green Bay, is, Green Bay's that's a real a great gift. matchup. Green Bay's got a uh, – they have Swiss cheese run defense for sure. <laughs> uh, and then you have James Robinson, who's been just an absolute stud. So – you have, uh, you know, you have, a, you have a solid lineup, and same thing, kind of. We'll just have to <laughs> see where everything goes. Uh, yeah, I thought it was interesting about this season, as we know. So Todd, he also has Justin Herbert, um, so he'll have to yeah, yeah. be doing the same thing. And we talked, we already touched on Deshaun Watson, Todd's other QB. On the flip side, Tyler, he has, um, as, as you already mentioned, what might be the toughest matchup left in Derrick Henry, but he also has the, uh, Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, um, <clears throat> QB there. So if it's not going to be Henry, perhaps it's Tannehill. And then to you and I's matchup, um, I just really got to get, I just really got to get, get lucky. You've got a, I mean, I'm not even just, you have a really, you have a very, very strong lineup and I know you don't like projections, but you have a player on buy and you're still, your averages <laughs> With all these players are 163, 132. So we'll see. We'll see. I uh, don't know if Todd or I have a very you get, good you get, chance. Uh, Antonio, Antonio Gibson against that Pittsburgh D. That yeah, sucks. Yeah, maybe he, we'll he talk, to, maybe we'll talk about him. All right, let's do some extra points here. These are going to be the ones where we'll just do quick. We'll go rapid fire back and forth. Um, Jake. In his first week back, Austin Eckler had 11 receptions. Isner and I basically get a top five running back right as we head into the playoffs. Your quick thoughts on Eckler, Israel, and my team. Uh, this is exactly why I was hitting both of you up for Austin Eckler <laughs> while he was still on IR. Uh, he is very, very possibly a league winner on both sides. I'm incredibly blessed that you guys have him and not me. Uh, moving on to another sad note, uh, since taking over as QB, Taysom Hill, he's been a really good, uh, QB. He was an excellent tight end the week that we got <laughs> to play the tight end, but he has completely screwed up everything else fantasy wise on that team. Mm -hmm. Uh, most importantly, Alvin Kamara, obviously most important for me. Uh, how, how likely do you think it is that Drew Brees comes back or, uh, you know, is there any hope for me that? This has just been two weeks where they didn't really need Alvin Kamara. They're resting him up a little bit for playoffs because they yeah. were blowing out both of these teams. They played a team with zero quarterbacks. So Yeah, you would have uh, never any, done any this, for me but uh, you would have totally won a trade had you traded me uh, Alvin Kamara for Austin Eckler. Um, I do think you need Breeze mm -hmm. back, and unless Breeze comes back, you're uh, you're going to be very very sad with Alvin Kamara. They've completely changed that offense. That's a different offense. So um, unless Breeze comes back, I think you're I, I think you're Alvin Kamara. You're, you'll be lucky to crack top fifteen. Uh, Jake, the Golden Plunger and the Toilet Watch had some big news in Bro League. Irvin beat Brian to take a one game lead and tiebreaker uh, in, with points scored. And then in fourth, I beat Richard. He is uh, in solid pole position. I think he's basically clinched it. Should we get Richard a Golden Magazine? for the draft next year yeah i think that's that absolutely needs to happen we, we can work <laughs> this out um it, it's going to be a full gift to him because he really he put in the work this year to get this yeah, golden toilet did. and he clinched this thing pretty damn early like he might have used the 2019 it's, it's, magazine it's game over yeah he <laughs> <laughs> oh my god all right so there was some news this week kind of exciting uh jimmy kittle excuse me <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittle. 
uh, both might be coming back. It looks like maybe week 15, 16 okay. time frame. Huh. Uh, if playoffs and you have one of those guys on your roster, are you throwing them in your lineup? George Kittle, absolutely. And Jimmy G, I don't know. Derek Henry season yeah, is I, upon us uh, over the last two weeks. That's all I got. That's my that's my Jimmy G analysis. I don't know. I don't know what you do. It, yeah, it really just exactly. depends. Uh, Derek Henry season is upon us, Jake. Over the last two weeks, he has scored 20 and 38 points, and now he gets the easiest running back schedule. Uh, for the rest, he has Cleveland, as we talked about, but then he gets Jacksonville, Detroit, and, of course, Green Bay, the Swiss cheese of all running back defense. Is there a scarier player to face in the playoffs other than Derek Henry? Uh, no, absolutely not. And this is not even just because he has such an incredible lineup or uh, schedule that he's going up against. If you look at his uh, numbers statistically before Thanksgiving and after Thanksgiving, it's like everything essentially doubles. He is a monster in cold weather. Uh, so DeAndre Hopkins, over the last four weeks, he has scored six points, 25 points, 10 points, and 10 points. That 25-point week was... The incredible Hail Mary play, mm-hmm. uh, which he would have had a very mediocre game without that play as well. Uh, they have not looked very good in the last couple of weeks. Definitely looked bad against New England. Is this uh, anything to really worry about? Do we think Arizona's falling off, or do we think that Bill Belichick just kind of got the better of two really good players last week? Yeah, the podcast we all listen to, the BS Pod, they called this out, and I've heard it from some of the other football ones I listen to, that Cliff kingsbury the book might be out on him that he's not the best head coach um and there might be something might be something to that people might be might have figured him out um and so therefore they're able to um teams are able to kind of uh work them out of their scheme antonio gibbs season is also upon us jake he is the star rookie running back and he's been phenomenal over the last three weeks he gets the steelers next week is he going to keep the streak alive of uh Top top five, top ten running back numbers? Uh, next week against Pittsburgh, no. In the playoffs <laughs> okay. against Seattle and Carolina, I'm pretty thrilled about those matchups. Uh, moving on to our last point here, Carson Wentz. Dear God, uh, he looks like an absolute disaster. The Eagles offense looks like an absolute disaster. Awful. Is there anybody on that team that you want in your lineup? No, but you have to start. You have to start Sanders. You probably have to start Goddard. And depending on your situation there, I can't imagine how much better your third quarterback is other than Carson Wentz. But you probably you probably have to start it. But there's nobody you want to start. I don't want to start Miles Sanders, but what am I going to do? Bench him? That just doesn't make sense. I was going to say God. Goddard might be the only one. He's, yeah. he's averaging 19 points a game over the last two he's weeks. He's killing it. And he gets Dallas in the yeah. championship week. So I like him. Yeah. Uh, quick, before we take a quick break, let me recognize a couple people. I got two team of the weeks here. Uh, Henry, 177.74. You are this week's. Pro League. Team of the week. Congratulations, buddy. I'll get your money here in just a moment. And Israel, in fourth and one, you are our team of the week with a score of 172.16. Fourth and one. Team of the week. All right, we'll take a quick break and then we will play a game and then close it out with some power rankings. Be right back. All right, Jake, let's get into a new game we're playing this week. Uh, and it is called. It's time to get ghosted. It's 
time to get ghosted, Jake. We're going to talk about players that are going to ghost their fantasy managers this week. So let's start off with you and your running back, Jake. Who is going to ghost the fantasy manager this week at the running back position? Your drops are on point, by the way. Uh, first, uh, I have Chris Carson going Ooh. up against the New York Giants. Doesn't bode uh, well for Giants, Henry. He's been... What's that? Doesn't bode well for Henry. Yeah, no. Giants D's been pretty solid this season. Okay. Uh, and against the Eagles, he saw a decreased snap count and decreased carries. I know this is his first week back from injury. Okay. But clearly, they it doesn't look like they want to uh, to run him out too quick and and risk uh, re-injury there uh, being a likely playoff team. Uh, I could just see kind of a, another kind of mediocre week right now. I think he was projected for like 17 points. It feels a little high to me. Yeah, they did come out and they gave him a couple of those nice little swing passes. It was nice to see him getting the work in the passing game, which was really what you miss the most is just somebody to get, mm-hmm. you know, the 50 yards, goal, couple goal line, but also those receptions. Um, yeah, and uh, to what what I was what I interrupted you with, Henry got uh, he has he just got Chris Carson back and now he's in crucial matchup with Garcia. So, if he gets ghosted, that could be the difference maker here. Um, I've got mm-hmm. Antonio Gibbs season coming to an end this week as he is more like Antonio mm-hmm. Gosen. Uh, he's got Pittsburgh this week. Pittsburgh, uh, excuse me, he's ranked 13th on uh, Fantasy Pros right now, expert consensus rankings. He's behind DeAndre Swift and Mostert, and he's just ahead of Alvin Kamara and J.K. Dobbins. Um, I like pretty much almost all of those more than, but I will say this just came through. Um, I just saw this seconds ago and I wasn't going to redo my picks. Uh, Bud Dupree for the Pittsburgh Steelers, the edge rush, uh, a staple. He's been a star this year for the Pittsburgh Steelers out with a torn ACL. So that really hurts the Steelers. No shit. That hurts the Steelers oh, defense. Man. So this, yeah, so poor good. guy, first of all. Uh, hope he can recover in time, but bummer. who knows? That's a big bummer. But second of all, that Pittsburgh defense isn't nearly as bad as, as it was before. All right, who's going to ghost you at the wide receiver position? Uh, it brings me much pain. Actually, geez, I am just picking on Henry here, I just realized. Uh, but oh. I'm picking on myself with this one as well. Keenan Allen. Ooh, okay. um, we just saw Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. We just talked about what, what he can do to a rookie wide receiver, to a young wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, or, excuse me, rookie quarterback or young quarterback. Young quarterback, uh, yeah. He does need Justin Herbert to throw him the ball, unfortunately. He's yeah. going to get a ton of targets, but that defense, I think, you know, they're, they're so good at finding the, the number one option and locking them down, so yep. could be a rough week for him. Yeah, I like that one. I'm interested to see the game plan that Bill Belichick, for all that New England has struggled with, it you can still see his blueprints or his uh, his hands all over the, the game blueprints uh as he's played some really ugly games they're pretty much all like that super bowl against the rams where it's just it's just one game plan that he executes to perfection uh for my wide receiver that is going to ghost you this week i think it's deandre hopkins he's going to be going up i think unless i had this wrong he's going up against the los angeles chargers no excuse me uh rams so he's going to have ramsey Mm -hmm. I know that Ramsey, he's been a little up and down, but I do think once once he locks in on you, he can shut you down. I remember that game against um, the Buccaneers where Mike Evans, he had the one big pass like within the first quarter, and then Ramsey was on him, or they double-teamed or shadowed the number one. So I, I, I don't think there's any way that Hopkins has that bounce-back huge week. Plus, he's kind of been ghosting you the last couple weeks anyway, so this really isn't too much. Currently, Hopkins... He's got a- 
brutal finish to the season too. Yeah. It's, it's he gets they get the Rams twice, they get San Fran, and then there was another really good cornerback. Um, so the next yep. four weeks of our season here, he's going to be getting followed by some very very talented corners. He's currently ranked 12th. He's behind Terry McLaurin and Tyler Lockett, and he's ahead of Allen Robinson and Devonta Parker. Maybe with the exception of Parker, I would put all of those guys ahead of Hopkins. All right, QB, who ghosts you? Uh, I have Deshaun Watson. Feels yep. kind of like low-hanging fruit here. We just talked about yep. Will Fuller being out. He does play the Colts. The Colts defense has been kind of hit or miss, but the, overall they've been very solid. And this is his first week without his wide receiver one. Uh, going to be kind of to, to find out who he can go to in those clutch mm-hmm. moments, who he can really rely on, who he can count on. Uh, he's projected for 24.2 points. Ooh, no way. I just would not. I mean, if he gets it done in the rushing game, then maybe. Otherwise, I'm thinking more around like 15, 16 points for him this week. Yeah, I like that one, I think. Um, I went with Big Big Ben. Uh, he's got Washington football team. Um, you've kind of seen the Steelers. I don't know. It was just a weird game because it was Wednesday, but they're going to be coming off of a weird week. I don't even know when this game. Are they playing it on Sunday? Monday. They're playing it on Monday. That's still really, that's a short turnaround time. Um, you always see the Steelers. They always, what's their, what's the, it's kind of cliche, but they get beaten up after the Baltimore Raven game. You're seeing them kind of come in. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe if their defense isn't as good, he's going to have to throw more to keep up because other opposing offenses, they score more. I don't know. He's currently ranked, um, or excuse me, the Washington football team is 13th. But if you look at the points scored against them, it actually it would still give me pause to start Big Ben. You probably have to, depending on your uh, roster and who else is on your team. But Big Ben is not somebody that I would be thrilled to start. I, I think he's much more likely to ghost you than to show up for his date. Cool. Well, that was it. Uh, I had Antonio Gibson, DeAndre Hopkins, Big Ben. Uh, you had... Remind me. Chris Carson, Keenan Allen, and Deshaun Watson. There you go. All those folks are not going to show up to you. They're just going to, they're going to, it's going to be, they're going to leave you on red, folks. So don't put them in your GF Kings. Don't put them in the starting lineups <laughs> unless you have to. All right, Jake, um, I think we figured this out. I'm going to let you take this and I'll kind of chime in. But walk us through the quick playoff scenarios just at a high level. Who's in right now? Who's on the cusp? Where are we at? Yeah, so I, I do. You, do you want to do like the standings after this week, or you want me to give my my rankings? Uh, we'll do, we'll we'll jump into power rankings real quick. Let's just do standings oh. after this week, just because this is it requires some technical and a little too much of the tiebreaker, and then we'll do power. So rankings. I should have written this down, but it's uh, it's going to be in fourth. It will be me, Tyler, Israel. And then we aren't entirely sure who the fourth seed is going to be because Dobrats, Todd, and Kyle, you guys will all be tied at six and six. And we've all beaten each other in one way or the other. Everyone's beaten the other person yeah. in some sort of weird round robin type of way. Um, Todd so beat I don't me. Know who's going to be Do- I beat seed. Dobrats, and Dobrats beat Todd. Yeah, exactly. And then Todd and has so- the most points scored. I have second most po- most points, and then Dobrats is third. But we don't really know how right. it's going to work out. So that four so seed is between exactly those. How two. that's going to work? Okay. Out. Uh, moving over to Bro League, we will have Kyle as the one seed, Woo-hoo. Eric as the two seed, Anthony Garcia making a jump, making mm-hmm. an absolute leap to the third seed. I believe that's the case. Yeah. Uh, because he. You may be me. in for a letdown there, Anthony. We don't 100 percent know, but we think so. Yeah, that's. I'm pretty sure that's where it's going to be. 
And then I believe I will have the yeah, four seed if I'm not correct. Yep. Uh, or if I'm not. But we got a big matchup um, with Henry and Garcia, which could flip some things. So, all right. I don't yep. think there's anything else. So let's give the people what they want. You ready to do some power rankings? Mm-hmm. It's what you've been waiting for. Are you ready to find out just how good your team is? Well, prepare to get pissed off. Because we're about to say your team sucks. It's time for the weekly power rank. Alright, two weeks to go. Things have really shaped into form. And people want to know, Jake... How good is my team? Where do I stand? So let's give the people what they want. And let's just start here team with... team probably sucks. Probably sucks. Where are we starting and who are we starting with? Let's start in Bro League. And the way that we did it this week is uh, I put the four teams that I think will make playoffs. I ranked them in the order of who I would be the most afraid to play, whose roster I think is, is just okay. kind of the scariest. Not necessarily what they're standing is right now, and then I put the uh, the teams that are right outside of contention that might sneak in in those last couple of weeks. So, Bro League, uh, Henry, yep, he's still got work to do. He still might not make playoffs, which is absolutely crazy with the team that he has. Um, but that's absolutely the roster. If he's the four seed and you get into the to the playoffs as the one seed, you are so sad with that matchup. Uh, number two, that being said, Mister One Seed. Is your team <laughs> uh, Austin Eckler, man? That's a changer. That's really scary to me. Uh, I don't want to see that dude when I'm going into the playoffs right now. Yep. Uh, number three, Anthony Garcia. This team's been really solid all season, and it's kind of coming on pretty strong here towards yeah. the end. Really got nice. really solid wide receivers. He's got good running backs. He's got good quarterbacks. He's just solid top to bottom. Number four is Eric. I'm not really that afraid of Eric's team, but I think that eight wins is good enough to get you into the playoffs, and I think he will make it. Okay. Um, so I think he might he might make it in as the four seed. Now, if he loses out and Henry wins out, not shocked at all by that scenario. Right. Or somebody else wins out and, and ends up in that four seed, not shocked at all. Outside looking in, uh, I've got three teams listed here. Uh, so Irvin and Brian are out. Diego, we are just about to cross off. We probably need one more loss for him, but he is on an absolute skid, losing five in a row. So I have uh, my team, Todd's team, and Anthony Rodriguez's team kind of in that mm-hmm. right behind tier. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with these next couple of weeks. It's going to be very, very interesting. A lot of fun to play out. Moving over to fourth and one. Uh, again, same theory. Whose whose lineup am I most afraid of? Yeah. Uh, so number one is Israel. Mm-hmm. This team is scary, even without Dalvin Cook, because you you still don't want to see Dalvin Cook going right. against you because he might score fifty. Austin Eckler again, game changer. Tyreek Hill, he really hurt my feelings this week, and I do not <laughs> want to feel that in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, number two is Tyler. We talked about it, man. Yeti season is upon us. Derrick Henry does better when it's uh sub-zero temperatures this man is just he's terrifying that is not the dude Sub-zero that you want to be zero temperatures off. and like number one overall best matchups he's, it's a great combination he's just, he's just he's well yeah if we get a snow game in green bay oh, for the championship week holy done. hell he's dropping 100 uh number three is me 
Okay. Uh, I love my team. I love my lineup. It's been solid all season. I've been sitting around the top all season. Um, and I don't think that uh, – I don't think – I think people are probably still a little bit afraid if they're facing off against me. Oh, we'll yeah. see. Number four is Dobrats. Okay. Um, I think he's going to be our last team to make it in. I think he's, he's going to be the four seed when this all shakes out. And Nick Chubb, Wayne Gallman, didn't think that would be the, the running back roster that I would be afraid of. But Wayne, yeah. Wayne Gallman's been pretty awesome. Yeah. Nick Chubb has been incredible since mm-hmm. he got back from injury. He's got to find something else at, at quarterback, though, because uh, Lamar Jackson and, and Carson Wentz have, have really awesome. not been great. Uh, outside looking in, right now I just have two teams sitting here, and it's going to be you and Todd. I think you guys are, like I said, it's going to be a three-way battle for that four seed between between the three of you. Um, Todd's team needs to get healthy, man. He's got so many people out and with COVID and with injuries and IR and all this stuff. Yeah. If he can get healthy, maybe he makes a late push here. And then as far as your team goes, you just got to hope that uh, Miles Sanders keeps getting some work done. But you got James Robinson, Allen Robinson combo. Got to love that. Yep. Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. That would that should have been my uh, that should that, have been my man, team name. Yeah. But, fix, uh, fix your team right now. Mr. Unlimited Brett. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what maybe that's what the team needs. Maybe that's what the team, you know. I was thinking about I was thinking yep. about putting uh, Miles Sanders into the flex, trying to hurt his feelings yeah. a little bit. Be like, you know what? There you go. You're not a Motivated. starting running back right now. I don't know. I don't. I don't I know if I have a second or third running back to put in 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 his place. <laughs> so I might be screwed there. But you know what? Maybe I, maybe I just run with James Robinson. Was, all 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 practice the, practice sessions. He practices as a flex player. That's what I'm gonna do. This wasn't the. This isn't. Oh no! It's your. It's your bro league team that only has two wide receivers. Yeah, that's an okay. issue. I didn't realize uh, that. That's that's an issue. You'll, you'll, you'll work it out. Um, yeah, somebody. Yeah, there. move them to your flex. Give them a little motivation and maybe a name change. I think. I'm pretty sure. Well, no, I ain't gonna jinx myself. My my name change has been solid for me. So, oh yeah. You know, maybe that's what your team needs a little shake up. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, I think that's what we're going to do. I'm going to I'm going to hang up. I'm going to edit this podcast and I am going to change my team name and I'm going to put Miles Sanders in my flex. There you go. Solid plan. I think that's it. Good luck everyone. Uh congrats on getting through COVID 3.0, the worst week of the season so far, <laughs> and good luck on Crazy. getting through the rest of the season. Bye, Jake. Peace. Uh,